straight. Pulling out of 2824 Holiday Ranch Road. Going to Hike Trails. City. This is a recording from the end of the month. After I've pushed aside Blythe's comments about writing, after the house has been packed up, after Sam, Maria, and I have said goodbye to our friends, and after we finalized our plans for the transition between Park City and High Trails. Everything looks good in the rearview mirror. No matter how hard times got throughout Park City, I now see it getting smaller and smaller. And that makes the bad things seem smaller and smaller. And the good things just stick. This is the beauty of seasonal life. When things get hard, they don't stay hard. Because you don't stay. You leave. You're moving all the time. But in this moment, I am just hours away from receiving a text that will blow this idea up in my face. That will force all of the badness from the winter to follow me into the spring. It will force me to realize I can't rely on the shedding of seasonal skin. Because some things just follow you around. You're listening to Seasonal Skin, a podcast that follows me, Claire, in my first year of seasonal work. In March, I rely on the transition, the defining part of seasonal life when everything behind you is great because you're leaving and everything in front of you is great because it's new. Everything is great. I'm great. It's fine. When I was younger, my dad always talked to people at the grocery store. He's a food guy, and driving around with him from store to store, I guess I just learned that that's what home looks like, the place where you're on a first-name basis with the food cashiers. That's been happening in Park City. I recognize the people that work at the grocery store, and sometimes we stop and catch up with each other. It makes me feel like I'm in it now. Like, not only do I know that I live here, but they know it too. Park City feels like home in other ways, too. Work has become easy on my mind. I'm not worried about getting lost on the way to a delivery, even though that definitely still happens. And I know how to fit ski boots and set bindings and don't have to worry about, you know, breaking somebody's foot or tearing their ACL. It feels like home when Sam Marie and I have weekly potlucks with our friends here. We've developed a solid group of friends. Do you think that this is a three-person job or should I open the door? Open the door. Let's just bring it downstairs. Yeah. But Park City is not home. And as Sam, Maria, and I begin to pack up the house, I start to lose sight of the things that weighed heavy on my mind. Bad and sad memories are replaced with just the good ones. We're moving now, folks. I will remember the morning that Maria called me to chase a moose out of our driveway so she could get into her car and go to work, and how funny that was. I won't remember feeling that that laughter was the first time we'd connected in weeks. I will remember the nights out dancing with Sam. I won't remember the fear I had that I could maybe lose Sam too, given my track record. 
I will smile at the thoughts of our perpetual Boda box wine, but not remember that sometimes it felt like a saving grace for me. I feel sadness leaving Park City, so it couldn't have been too bad, right? I'd made plans with Gnomes, my best friend from High Trails, to meet in Moab before the spring season starts. That way, we could face-to-face hash out everything that happened with me and Nick, her and Nick, and her and I. And all of us could arrive to High Trails in a good place. As a refresher, I was with Nick during the fall season at High Trails. I was also sneakily with somebody else, too. When the season ended, Nick and I just said, okay, see you in the spring, and sort of left it at that. I went to Park City, and Nick went to Crested Butte with Gnomes and our friend Gretchen. In January, Nick and Gnomes got together. Then, they decided to stop because they didn't want to make high trails weird between the three of us. So I asked Gnomes to tell me if something started between them again, and then we could go from there. Now, she wasn't communicating, just like the first time. I still have to ask my boss, she kept saying. So eventually, I invited some of my closest friends from Denver to come and meet me in Moab instead. These are friends I've known for a long time. People who root me down. Goodbye to Park City. As I leave Park City, I get a text from Gnomes. She was nervous about telling me and put it off for a long time, but she and Nick started hooking up again, since February actually, and now have developed feelings for each other, and she can't make it to Moab. High Trail starts in four days. In the last six months, since the very beginning of my seasonal life, there are so many moments when the hard things were outshadowed by something exciting or something new. A really hard breakup from the summer covered up by the excitement of heading to my favorite mountain range. Like, I was only looking at my feet again, only focusing on the pain from this relationship, the worry that I was a terrible daughter, and afraid that I'd lost all personal growth that I'd gained. It was like I hadn't looked up all summer. I looked up and I saw them. And this feeling came over me again. I am small, remember? These things are just small bumps in a small life in a big, big world. The worry from my November transition that I'd left DC and all of its love too early was covered up by the excitement of moving to Park City. But I don't think about any of those things. Instead, the nuance of Park City and driving to a new home is so powerful. It quickly takes all of these feelings away. I was just excited. Fighting with my two best friends and the struggle of living in a snow globe covered up by daily snowfalls. Okay, can you can you explain what's happening? In fact, seasonality, the changing from place to place, job to job, community to community, it's allowed for all of these things to go unnoticed. And the transition, this is where it all happens. In a car, driving from one life to the next, it's like you're suspended in time and space. You live everywhere and nowhere. You are unemployed and have four jobs. From this vantage point, everything looks good and it allows for the hard stuff to go away. 
I have a hole in my heart, I kept saying. And I thought it was just the season. But as I drive towards the desert, another place that usually stitches my soul to my bones, the feeling doesn't melt away with the passing miles. In fact, the hole feels like it's getting bigger. As I sit around a campfire near Moab, surrounded by my closest friends from high school, I wonder how this happened. How did I get to a place of such detachment and derailment in a lifestyle that has moments of such intense happiness? The transition isn't working. I'm not shedding this skin. And I become aware that I'm not happy. And it's not because of seasonal life, but this lifestyle, it's allowed for these things to get away from me, for me to ignore what's really pulling at my heart because my life moves so fast and things constantly feel like they're really good. First from nuance and then maybe from routine. And then maybe it does start to feel less good, but no worries because then you plan for the following season and before you know it, you're packing up and moving again. I've been relying on moving back to High Trails with its perfect work and perfect weekends and perfect friendships to wash all the badness away. And now High Trails feels like it's going to be hell days of watching another best friend with another love interest pursue each other in a community of 25 people in the middle of nowhere in a place where your friends are your coworkers, are your roommates. I'm great. It's fine. I have to rely on myself now. The hurt I felt from my fights with Maria and Gnomes, it feels too big, like I've put way too much stock into them. And the panic I feel about returning to High Trails just because it will be hard? Maybe I've put too much stock in that too. So I should put stock in myself. And that's the hole in my heart. I have been made of skins, shedding and reforming and shedding again, that I can't find the person underneath. I don't know how long she's been missing, but I need her now and she's gone. Regardless of all of these realizations, March is still a transition. With transitions, there is no time. I spend time with my friends on Moab, and it feels like I'm talking to them from underwater. Nothing in our current lives really match up. They have permanent jobs, get to see each other on the weekends, and have houses with plants and pictures and frames. I feel insecure in my choices. I don't even share with them the news I found out about Nick and Gnomes. It feels petty. And then I go home for a day to see my parents. I'm mad and sad about Nick and Naomi, and I talk to them about it. They comfort me and hug me, tell me it sucks, but it will get better. And then they ask, what's next after High Trails? What's the plan? Wait a second. We aren't done with the first conversation. Don't they understand the gravity of the situation? That not only have my best friend and this boy chosen each other over me, but how much worse it is in a job and life like High Trails? It will infiltrate every part of my day. I will constantly be reminded that I was left behind. But of course they don't understand, because that's not what their lives look like. It's not what most people's lives look like. I hug them back deeply and tell them my plan for the summer, that I don't have one. I feel far away from my old life, like I've made choices that only isolate me further. 
And then my car is unpacked and repacked. I drive the dirt road into high trails. And the spring season begins. to speak to her please for a minute and say I'm heading home I'm fed up to here with the short side of being Music for this episode by Randy, Hidden State, and Bouquet. Special thanks to Sam Brown, Maria Ashkin, Naomi Bravo, Blythe Hawthorne Lawazo, and my wonderful, supportive, hug-giving parents. <laughs>